Hi friends, my name is Derek Scott III. I'm a campus minister in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, Florida. And it is good to be with you, Hyde Park, as we think about mission today. Uh, I, I'm so grateful for the invitation from, from Vicki specifically, but also McGray. And there's just so many great friends that I have here at Hyde Park, Justin and Matt and Sally, just all kinds of folks, Bob as well. Like I could keep naming folks. It's just so good to be with you all. And, and I'm really excited about what I think um, might be helpful today as we think about mission and think about how God might be calling us into mission again. Because um, I know this isn't your first Mission Sunday. I know that there's so many things that Hyde Park has been doing, uh, not just um, over the years, but specifically during this age of COVID. And I know that there's things that you all are planning to do going forward. And again, I hope that today, the things I'm gonna say would be an encouragement but also a bit of a challenge that we would consider the ways that the spirit is moving and how we might respond to God's call uh, for all of us as the church as we think about mission today. And so I want to thank uh, Cindy, who read the scripture earlier. Um, I'm just so grateful for that. And th this, this story, there's so many different pieces. And I, if, if, if I was with my college students, they would hear me say, we're going to stay in this thing for like five weeks because there is so much, like every little detail within this story, these stories that Jesus tells, particularly this story here in Luke 14. And I just want to pick right up. I'm skipping so many things because of time today, but I want to pick up right around verse 21. So verse 21 says this, when he, the master returned, the servant reported that these excuses to his master. The master of the house became angry and said to his servant, go quickly to the city streets, the busy ones and the side streets, and bring the poor, crippled, blind, and lame. The servant said, master, your instructions have been followed and there is still room. Now, I want to stop right there at verse 22. Again, so much going on in the story that I've just skipped over, but I want to stop right here at verse 22, where the servant comes back and says, Master, we have done all that you asked us to do. We have followed your instructions. And I just want to just name as, as a servant, a fellow servant, um, especially if I'm going to step into the story as Derek, um, I just want to name that at that point, I would be super tired because it's got to be hard to do this work of bringing people into the master's house. I mean, this is the way that we think about mission, right? We think about mission as a way of bringing people into the family through the doors. And, and what does it mean to bring them through the doors? And what does it mean to help them find their place? And But also to recognize that we are here, um, yeah, to be together, but also to be formed into specific types of people for the sake of the world. This is hard work bringing people into the master's house. And I just want to say it for the servant because I don't think that they've got a chance to do it. They're probably tired after doing that. I mean, the master sent, according to the text here, the master sent them out into busy streets. Busy streets. That's so much is going on. They've got to like somehow find a way to like invite people into the, the master's house and just everything's going on. Everybody's distracted. I mean, sounds like our world today, right? Like so much is happening and how do we get people just to consider Jesus? Yes, yes, yes. And the master sent them out to side streets, to, to places where there's marginalization, places where it's, it's not normal necessarily to go. And so here is where the, the servant, it's very okay for the servant to say at this point in the story, Yes, we've done everything you've asked us to do. And yes, there's still room. But yes, I'm tired. <laughs> and I ask you on this Mission Sunday, I ask you in the sense of mission in general, 
Are you tired because you've been doing the work? We got to name that, friends. Particularly in the age of COVID, we've got to name that this pandemic has, has so shaken and disrupted our world that many of us are, are living with exhaustion. We are living with uh, so much internal turmoil, so, so much loss and grief, right? Just from this pandemic. But we can just talk about mission. Okay, so I'm a full-time campus minister, and this month, well, not this month, this year, we're celebrating 10 years of campus ministry. Uh, campus of City Wesley Foundation, we started it back in August of 2011, and man, we have just been sort of on this journey for a decade, just trying to like do a new thing for college-age young adults in Northeast Florida, and by God's grace, we've done it. But I got to tell you, friends, 10 years of this work, and I'm kind of tired. Now, I'm 41, so I don't know if some of y'all will be like, you are, not, you are not allowed to be tired. I get it, I get it. But 10 years in, <laughs> I'm tired. And I think it's okay to name that. I, I, I know that there are some of you um, watching today who have been a part of this faith community for a long time, maybe even longer than I've been in ministry or longer than I've been alive. Meetings and, and, and times of prayer and investment and, and showing up when nobody else was there, showing up because all the people are coming. And man, we've been doing this work. Some of you have been involved in mission through and around Hyde Park um, and all over Tampa and the world for years. You have been investing tears and smiles and heart and life. And yes, it's okay for the servant to say, even on a mission Sunday, we have done all that you've asked of us. Yes, we know there's still more to do, but man, we are tired. No, that's not in the text. I'm just saying if we're going to be real today, some of us might be tired. So what then does the master say, particularly on a mission Sunday, a conversation specifically about mission, what does the master say to us, and, and it's gonna come at us like, whoa, because this is the way of Jesus, right? Jesus has a way of speaking directly to us. And yes, it's a challenge as much as it's an invitation. And it's a call to live a bigger life as well as it's a call to figure out what matters most. And so verse 23 is, is the hinge this, this day. Hear these words, the master said to the servant, go, and I wanna insert right there again. And that's the name of the sermon this morning. Go again. But this is what the master says. Go again to the highways and the back alleys and urge people to come in so that my house will be filled. And this is actually where I want to land um, today and what I really want to talk about because I do believe that mission in a post-pandemic world is a call to go Again, it's recognizing that we are tired. We've got to figure that out. We've got to build capacity and resilience. We've got to make some space for discernment. We've got to make some space for healing and, and for comfort. Yes. And we've, we're living in that both end. And we have got to think about what it means to keep on this journey of mission for the sake of Jesus. Mission as it is to be the church of Christ in our day. And I think the biggest reason why we still have to keep talking about mission in 2021 is because the Spirit is still active. The Spirit is still moving. The Spirit is still doing stuff. And we, the church, are the ones who come alongside the Spirit, who follow the leading of the Spirit. 
Three things that we can talk about in relation to what the Spirit is actually doing right now and why it calls us still into mission and for many of us calls us to go again. Go again to the busy streets. Go again to the back alleys. Go again to the highways. Go again to the side streets. Why? Why? Because the Spirit is one still pursuing. You know, we are part of the family of Jesus, this one part that believes that at this moment, the Holy Spirit is pursuing every single person on the planet. We are not the kind of Jesus people who are like, no, it's a small group of people and they're kind of chosen way beforehand and only certain people are getting into heaven. No, 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 no. We are the folks that believe that at this moment, the Holy Spirit is pursuing every single person, every single person, regardless of gender, regardless of their status in the world, regardless of age, regardless of sexual orientation, gender identity. We are the people that believe the Holy Spirit is pursuing every single person on the planet. And so we are still talking about mission because the Spirit is still pursuing people. And friends, when it comes to being the church, our job is to follow that leadership of the Spirit. One of the things that we talk about in campus ministry is that when, um, when a student comes through uh, our doors for a gathering or an event or a one-on-one meeting, we are not distracted that they, they might be coming because of food or they might be coming because uh, their friends are there, or a really cool flyer. It's never a really cool flyer, by the way. It's never a really cool flyer that gets them through the door. But I just want to say that out loud. It's, ne- it's not social media. It's not even the stuff that we're talking about. We believe, at least in our campus ministry, that the Holy Spirit has been pursuing every single student on every single campus that we serve up in Northeast Florida. And that at some point, that student, unbeknownst to themselves, says a bit of a yes to that Holy Spirit pursuit. They say, all right, I'm going to go to campus mission. I'm going to go to CCW. I'm going to go to that gathering. But it's actually because the Holy Spirit has been pursuing them and keeps pursuing them. It doesn't tire of that. And so then we realize that our job when a student walks through our doors is to be hands and feet, heart and life of that pursuing love of God. We believe that it is our job to not disrupt what the Holy Spirit's trying to do in a student's life, but to come alongside what the Holy Spirit's trying to do. This is mission at its core, my friends. This is one of the reasons we do acts of service in the world, where we do this sort of hands-on, hands-dirty work, because here's what we don't want people in the world to say. We don't want them to look at their circumstances and wonder if there's a God. We want them to be able to say, oh my gosh, we were going through this and then the church showed up. And because the church showed up, I believe there's a God in heaven that loves me. This is why we will do work of hurricane relief. This is why we go across the world to build houses. It's it's because we do understand that the Holy Spirit is pursuing people and we get to be the tangible expression of that pursuing work. You remember this when you went on that mission trip. You remember when you went on that trip to some rural part of our country, that that when we did that hands-on work where we actually got on the ground with people, people saw in us the love and grace of Jesus. Well, friends, the Spirit is still pursuing people across the planet, and therefore there needs to be a people who are willing to go again, who are willing to go again into the highways and the hedges, into the back alleys, side streets, to be the hands and feet, heart and life of the spirit that is pursuing them. Why do we still talk about mission? Why do we need to think about going again? Because the spirit is still pursuing people, but also friends, the spirit is still 
calling people to repentance because none of us have arrived. None of us have it all together. None of us have figured it all out. We are all on a journey of learning and, and moving towards perfection as we Wesleyans would say. And therefore there are moments that we have to come to terms with the things we've not done right, the things that we've not been good at, the things that we should have done and we didn't. And we make an about face. And the spirit is the one that calls us to that. It's not about guilt or judgment. It's about being all that we've been created to be, which at times includes being called to repentance. So much of mission is about this at times, where we invite people to consider how they should live in light of a loving God who has pursued them, in light of a God that cares so deeply about who they are and how they are living and the ways that my actions impact your actions. This is why when we start talking about mission, we have to actually start thinking about how we even got to this conversation. We have talked lately in different circles of the church how mission has been too easily connected to empire, too deeply connected to capitalism, too deeply connected to this person's kingdom, that person's kingdom, and not actually about the people we were meant to serve. This is the call of the spirit to repentance, and it starts with us but then this is also why we often do work of justice and mission. This is why we speak to the world. We speak to world leaders, but we also speak to local leaders and we invite them to consider the humanity and the basic dignity of people. This is a part of mission where we step into spaces and we remind folks that simply being poor is not a, a, a definition of one's dignity. This is where we step into mission and we say things like anti-racism is discipleship. Because, yes, the Spirit is still calling us to repentance and calling the world to repentance. So why do, we, why do we need to continue to talk about mission? Yes, because the Spirit is still pursuing every single person on the planet, like right now, pursuing every single person, whether they're watching this or, or in somebody else's room, wherever they are, in, in, the, in a building right now, having church, or they're just someplace else. The Holy Spirit is pursuing every single person. That's why we have to keep talking about mission. We also have to keep talking about mission because the Spirit is still calling the world to repentance. And finally, friends, we talk about mission. We talk about going again because the Holy Spirit is still ordaining people into ministry. Now, I use that word ordaining because um, it's, it should be provocative. For many United Methodists right now, today is Laity Sunday as well. And I need you to know that I'm a layperson. So, yes, I've been doing campus ministry for 10 years. I'm actually in my 19th year of campus ministry. But I'm a layperson. I'm not ordained. I've not been to seminary. I'm just trying to find my place in the story of Jesus and be who he's asking me to be. And, friends, here's the thing that I've said so many times across our conference and across our connection in the U.S. You are not lay by default. You are not a lay person simply because, well, I didn't feel called to ordain ministry. That doesn't mean you're not ordained. Actually, we believe that your baptism is your ordination. And friends, right now, the Holy Spirit is still calling people to find their ministry, to find their place, and to find their place in a way that embodies the grace and the love of Christ in the world. And so, Part of this Holy Spirit um, call to, to ministry, this I will say it again, this Holy Spirit call to ordination is for all of us to discern where we fit in this story, to reclaim 
our ordination, to reclaim our baptism as ordination. So yes, I know I've got great clergy friends um, who are doing incredible work. I'm very, very grateful for them. Some, some of them are my best friends. But y'all, the laity, like the rest of us, we are the gospel on the ground. We are the ones who are like in the trenches. Uh, cl clergy are doing their thing. Y'all, like we are like the hands and feet of Jesus 3 p.m. in a boardroom. And that's where mission happens. We are hands and feet, heart and life of Jesus in a, on a plane, talking to somebody who's, who's like we just happen to be sitting next to each other. Friends, the Holy Spirit is still calling people into ministry, and therefore that actually is a piece of ministry. And then we find our ministry and we reclaim our story. This is the evangelistic part of mission. This is the gospel-telling part of mission. All the gospel is, friends, is you telling your story about what Jesus has done in you. And every single one of us, regardless of our education level, regardless of how old we are, every single one of us has been called to find their place in this story. And so much of mission is telling our part of it. So much of mission it's not necessarily filling a big arena with and, and, and telling all the people about, about the story of Jesus and hoping they all come forward. And that's, that's some kind of mission there. Yes, yes, yes. It's not all necessarily about videotaping a sermon like I'm doing right now. It's not all about preaching. Many ways, in many ways, mission is a response to the call into ministry and the ways that we tell our own stories about how Jesus has changed our lives for the better. We have to keep talking about mission, and yes, we have to go again. We have to keep going because the Holy Spirit is still pursuing people across the planet right now. And somebody's got to be the hands and feet, heart, and life of that pursuing love. Somebody's got to make that love tangible. The Holy Spirit is still calling to repentance, and someone's got to be willing, one, to embody what repentance looks like, and then be willing to challenge leaders and individuals to live as they should for the sake of the world. And yes, we have to keep talking about mission because the Spirit is still calling individuals into ministry, still ordaining people to be the hands and feet of Jesus for the sake of the world, for the sake of the world. What I love about this story in Luke 14 is that it really does kind of help us understand what are the values of the master. The master wants his house full. And that's not about numbers, friends. That's actually about individuals, that there are still individuals who need someone to come alongside them and remind them, you are deeply loved by God and nothing could ever separate you from God's love. Somebody's got to say those words and somebody's got to put those words into tangible action so that people can feel that. A full house means that people are understanding what it means to be on a journey on a journey to being the people God has called them to be, on a journey to being people full of love and joy and peace and patience, you know, those fruits of the Spirit, on a journey of moving towards perfection, as Hebrews talks about. Someone's got to be willing to make that call, to embody that kind of repentance, but to make that call out for the sake of the Holy Spirit. And, and yes, a full house really does mean that people are finding not just their place in the house, but how they can make more room in the house. I'm going to close with, with a, a different scripture, and it's my favorite scripture in all the New Testament. 
It's Romans 8, 19, and it says this, the whole world waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. And right now, my friends, all across Tampa, folks are waiting on you, Hyde Park Church, to have a deeper conversation about mission. This whole state, this country, is waiting for a group of people to say, yes, we're tired and we need to figure that out. We need to think about what it means to have capacity to do this work and, and how to like continue to move forward and to take care of ourselves so that we can, we can take care of others. But the world is waiting for those people to say, yeah, we've got to get that together because man, there, there is still a need to call the world into repentance. They're waiting for it across this planet right now, my friends, in the church and in the world. There are folks waiting on you to step into the light of Christ and to take your place in the story, to tell your story. And so my prayer for you, as we think about mission, as we think about going again, as we think about the continued work of mission, whether it be embodying the pursuing love of God, whether it be the call to repentance, whether it be reminding every one of us that we are called into ministry and to live as examples of Christ in every way possible. There's a world that is waiting for you, and my prayer is that you would find your place in the mission conversation. Yes, because it's what it means to be a vital church. Yes, because it looks good on media. It lets people know that you're living outside the walls of the church, but mostly for the sake of this world and for the sake of the love of Jesus being experienced by every human being. The master says to all of us, whether we're just getting into this thing or we've been doing it for years, go again. Go again and embody the love. Go again and call to repentance. Go again and remind people of their ordination for the sake of Jesus and for the sake of the world. In Jesus' name, amen.